0: It's companies keeping up with their customers. And what fuels that is cloud. It fosters innovation, speed, agility.
1: Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Several months ago, we began to explore the topic of collaboration here on Status Go. You may recall Otto Sanchez, InterVision's Director of Engineering, joined us for a pair of episodes. If you haven't listened to those, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those couple of episodes. One especially was about Carey's Law and some of the things that you need to be aware of with some regulations that are now enacted that you may need to make sure that you're adhering to. So just a, a word of advice there. In those conversations, though, we were really focused on collaboration's impact on the customer experience. In this episode, we're going to pivot and we're going to turn our attention to collaboration's impact on the employee experience. As you all know, a lot has changed in the last 18 months. And what we're going to cover today is a little bit about how we've adapted, maybe how technology has adapted, and really talk about how do you create this environment of collaboration and what tools really go into helping you do that. This is Jeff Tun, InterVision Strategic IT Advisor, Joining Otto and me today is Matt Campbell, InterVision's collaboration product manager and solutions engineer. Otto, welcome back. And Matt, welcome to Status Go. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Otto, I I know when you were on the podcast several months ago, we went through your journey and what led you uh, to the role you're at now. Do you mind just kind of giving us the highlight reel on that a, a little bit to bring everybody up to speed who may have missed those episodes?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. I recently changed roles, actually, at InterVision, and my role right now is principal architect and delivery uh, lead for InterVision, more focused on uh, cloud uh, collaboration and uh, and customer engagement technologies. So uh, my role is uh, about helping customers solve uh, communication and collaboration challenges through technology. So that's, that's what I'm doing these days.
1: Excellent. Thanks for that update. I And congratulations on the change in role. I think that's exciting and well-deserved. Matt, I'd love for you to take a minute and talk about your journey and uh, let our audience know how you've gotten to where you are in your career journey and some of the things that you're focused on.
2: Sure. So I've been uh, InterVision's product manager for about a year now in the collaboration space. Prior to that, I was a product engineer on the product team for about a year. Uh, Prior to that, I was uh, more heavily on the uh, IT delivery or the implementation side of the house was where we were delivering products professional services wise. I've been in the IT industry about 16 years now and the vast majority of that has been on uh, the professional services team as a systems engineer and a network engineer. Earlier on in my career, I kind of got an invested interest in voice systems and telephone systems and began uh, designing and implementing them for smaller businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the time, I'd worked for myself at a small business with just my brother and I, and we we did small business uh, IT systems, and that kind of grew and grew into more enterprise systems over, over the years. Today, I kind of leverage my knowledge from the implementations and design side of the house and help out with the sales process on the pre-sale side and, and also kind of bring to market new and innovative products uh, to the, in the collaboration space to our customers.
1: I love that your roots are set in voice and phone systems, because that was really kind of the early days of collaboration, right, to leverage the telephone. And now... Uh, gosh, we've got so many different tools. Uh, some that integrate with traditional phones, and some that that sit separate. So, I imagine over that span of, of your career, you've seen quite an evolution in uh, in collaboration.
2: Oh, for sure. You know, I started out doing uh, you know analog phones uh, systems and, and PBXs before VoIP was was really even a thing, or when it was just starting to to become a thing, I should say. And to kind of step back a moment, my, my father and my grandfather both worked uh, for the telephone company. So it's kind of uh, in my blood, I guess, so to speak.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Uh,
2: but yeah, I mean, I got really excited when when open source IP PBX systems came out and I started building them based on Asterix in, in, my, in my home lab, which was in a spare bedroom at the time. And uh, just kind of playing around with it for fun and setting up like, you know, an an entire elaborate phone system for our company of a few people. It sounded like we had thousands of people, but we really didn't based (laughs) on all the IVRs and stuff. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I like to geek out on this stuff. I I enjoy it.
1: That's awesome. And and I bet a lot of our listeners are like, oh, yeah, I've got one of those in my my spare bedroom too. (laughs) So that's great. So, Otto, one of the things that we've talked about in the past is – Collaboration from the customer perspective, the customer experience. How do you see collaboration and the employee
0: experience? From the employee experience is uh, mandatory for the most part that uh, employees have tools to properly communicate and and collaborate with others. Uh, We are working in uh, almost 100% remote work. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we don't have those tools, it's, uh, I mean, the, the employee experience is going to be very disjointed because they're going to feel, uh, I mean, we as employees would feel completely isolated from the world that uh, we work in and not having those tools is detrimental to, to the employee exp- experience as well uh, because they won't be able to, to communicate or collaborate with anybody else. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a problem. Yes. Yes.
1: This question is is for either one of you or, or both. What do you see is in a typical collaboration stack from a set of tools that an organization needs to really facilitate collaboration?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would say a lot of things have changed, obviously, in the last couple of years since, since COVID hit us and we're all working from home. Prior to that, I think we were heavily based on just voice voice uh, you know, bridges or conference calling systems, right? Where we didn't really have the video component in there. And now we've we've shifted towards, uh, you know, Webex and uh, Zoom and other such uh, video conferencing. I think that's a huge tool. When it was just voice and not video, uh, it worked well, but you know, now in the world that we work in, I have only met maybe of a lot of the people that I work with, uh, customer side, and and even in our own company to a certain extent, since we're spread across the country, yet I feel like I know them very well because I see their face on video every day. And uh, I think that that really kind of makes the experience more personal and, and kind of makes it feel like even though we're remote, we're still all together and in the same room, in the same team versus just audio. Uh, obviously, I think uh, chat is also uh, a big part of it, I, instant messaging and such. Uh, and voice, of course, is still a big piece as well, but it seems to be um, less of an uh, instrumental piece or a priority, so to speak, uh, in, in the full stack compared to what it was just a few years ago. That's my take on it. I do you might have a different take.
0: I would uh, I would add that uh, document uh, collaboration is uh, is important uh, as yeah. well. That's how uh, you know you can collaborate with you know multiple multiple employees or multiple uh, team members on a single document. I mean we do it we do it every day. Uh, so we're working on a uh, on a project, on a presentation that we need to deliver tomorrow for a customer and we got a team of four people and everybody's adding their their comments to the presentation and collaborating um uh, through uh, certain tools to mm-hmm. complete complete the work that we need to deliver to the customer so i would uh, i would definitely add that to to the stack it's, yeah it's uh, important yeah that's a good point
1: so matt you mentioned chat and instant messaging Where does SMS text messaging come in? Are you lumping those all together or are those different tools, different platforms?
2: Uh, I mean, you know, there's obviously some crossover there, some similarities. Uh, I, I mean, I personally don't use SMS in a in a business setting all that much. I find it, you know, that's usually on your phone, mm-hmm. um, which works when when you're uh, out and about, I suppose. But at my desk, I'm going to use instant messaging versus sure. just the more, it's more interactive, it's more live. Mm-hmm. I think that there's definitely use case for SMS out there, but it's really just for you know quick messages versus more lengthy conversations, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So do you guys both see that companies that end up with a lot of these tools um, that they need to set some guidelines about what you use which platform for, or do people naturally gravitate to, uh, I'll call it the appropriate platform?
2: Otto, what do you think on that one?
0: I I would think that uh, companies uh, dictate uh, the solutions that uh, uh, they want their, their employees to use. So there's got to be certain standards defined by the company so that employees uh, can use them. Of course, there's a balance of what the employees need and what the company can can provide as that set uh, of tools. Um, we often see that you know, most employees use the tools that uh, companies define. However, I mean, there's the concept of, of shadow IT where employees, when, when they don't find the right tools for their jobs, they would just go around that completely and uh, start, you know, sh- for instance, sharing documents on a different, a completely different platform. Yeah. Um, so so from that perspective it's it's the companies that define what uh, what tools the employees need to use because they, they also uh, can apply governance to those tools. they can establish some some compliance on those tools based on the type of communication that they intend to be exchanged uh, in, in those uh, specific tools.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's important that the solution that companies pick is, you know, unified, so to speak, unified mm-hmm. collaboration, right? So that yeah, you've got yeah. all the tools that you need to work efficiently all in one, one spot, as opposed to, you know, the scattered approach where you've got five different applications for the various pieces, and it's not mm-hmm. cohesive, and you kind of get a uh, tool fatigue after a while. You got so many different ways of communicating so a lot of these more modern solutions are out there you know do a good job at bundling all that stuff into one product so you got your your video uh, your screen sharing you've got your instant messaging your sms in, in a lot of cases and your voice all in, in one application that And then, you know, from a compliance perspective, as Otto was saying, uh, the company can, you know, specify retention of messages and what you can and can't do in that one tool as opposed to trying to manage, you know, a bunch of different tools.
1: Yeah. And that could be a whole additional conversation, right, on the compliance frameworks that many companies fall under and how long do they need to save conversations uh, using air quotes around conversations. In each of those platforms, we could really dig into that because that gets really, starts to get really complex. Let's dive into cloud for a minute. We know the emergency work from home culture that was adopted during COVID and now the emerging hybrid model would not have been possible without modern collaboration tools and innovation. How does the cloud factor in here?
2: Yeah, you know it's important to note that um, the SaaS model or the cloud model for these tools is a huge part of it because uh, in, in the past it wasn't so easy to uh, to get your corporate telephone or collaboration system tied into somebody's house wherever they might be, especially if you happen to be in a coffee shop or hotel lobby or something like that. You know, there was often VPN connections involved and mm-hmm. and or you know. You were just part of, you know, only using a small part of the overall solution when you weren't in the office space and now uh, all you need is a broadband internet connection and, and access to that cloud provider service which you can get you know from any internet connection and um i mean that's really opened up the doors for for remote work and for hybrid work in, in my yeah. opinion
1: well and this podcast is a great case in point I don't even know where each of you are in the world, right? We're just we're on a cloud SaaS based application recording this, like we're in the same room. But I'm sitting here in Indianapolis, and Matt, my guess is you're near Boston somewhere, right, from the east coast. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Otto, you're probably St. Louis. Uh, Megan, who's our executive producer, is St. Louis, and it all sounds like we're all in the same room.
0: Yeah. Great point. Right. I also think that as technology has evolved, employee expectations keep up with that, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, if you're an employee, you're expecting that your tools would allow you to exchange information and being able to, to uh, do work, whatever you are, at a click of a button. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case, in uh, I want to say, three to four years ago. So employees are expecting that their tools that they use for corporate uh, work, provide the same experience as other commercial tools that are outside of the enterprise. So uh, I've seen that, uh, that change you know, happening in the last uh, couple of years where, where technology is really up to par with, uh, with the employee expectations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's that consumerization of Mm -hmm. technology, right? Bringing what were the experiences we're used to having in our homes, bringing those into the company. Are there any specific areas you've really seen the cloud impact remote work? I was thinking, you know, how call centers
2: previously in, in the previous world were tended to be a bunch of folks just sitting in a room answering calls in cubicles and when COVID hit that kind of disabled that ability and, and now we've got agents sitting at home at their desk answering calls as part of that same call center but now they're at home doing it and uh, how that's kind of enabled companies that operate call centers to expand and have employees agents so to speak um, you know, in various locations around around the country or the world that they might not have been able to do previously.
1: I, I think that's a great point. and uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I would love to uh, explore just for a minute how that has benefited the companies beyond just hey, now we've got a remote workforce. Have you seen companies that have implemented that remote work in their contact center, in their call centers? And what things have they seen as a result of that?
2: I think that they're absolutely doing that. Uh, And I think that, um, you know, previously they might have needed to hire locally, you know, and and they maybe couldn't find enough people to help them out in the the local geographical area. Now uh, they've opened up their ability to find resources that are far away that are, you know, maybe more qualified to do the job. And it doesn't matter that they're not in the local area anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Now they can kind of expand their their search, so to speak, for talent. Otto, what do you
0: yeah. think? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and we're we're seeing that in in the market. I mean, we're we're seeing companies expanding and having the need of hiring people that yeah. are not local, and that's a challenge with the the previous uh, generation of technology. So yeah, I agree, and uh, I would add to that what what's the customer experience to uh, that point because so much has changed that expectations have also changed from that mm-hmm. from that perspective so customers are always asking for more and their expectations are yeah. higher
1: yeah. so cloud makes this realistic to implement yeah that for sure okay okay
0: correct correct it, it fosters uh, innovation speed agility that's it's kind of uh, companies keeping up with their customers. And and what uh, fuels that is cloud. Excellent,
1: excellent. So a couple of the things that I hear when I talk with people about collaboration tools and specifically the hybrid model or the remote work model, maybe some of the gaps. I was at a conference uh, yesterday here in Indianapolis and one of the conversations that, Uh, We had during that was the whole concept of video is great. It is a fantastic way to connect people visually, but even with video, you lose some of the ability to read body language. And body language is such an important part of communication. Are you hearing that from your customers? What are your thoughts on? body language as a part of communication and what the tools might do in the future to, to try to alleviate that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right about body language being a very important piece. Um, you know, and and to kind of reverse for a second here, I mean, when we are not doing video, uh, we have none of that. There's no right. body language at all. Right. right? So right. at least video provides some, some. body language. Sure. Yeah. It's not the same as being in person. Boy, boy, it's a heck of a lot more than not having anything. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, good, good point. Good point. There's a blend or, or a balance between, you know, having a certain number of interactions or meetings actually in person and a certain amount of them uh, remote, you know, to balance work-life uh, schedules and, and other such things. Uh, as far as what the technology might do in the future to kind of improve upon that, it's hard to say. I mean... Um, Perhaps more more uh, HD, you know, or higher resolution yep. video, and or maybe VR. It's hard to say how that kind of plays into it. Um, that's kind of yep. a long shot. Now that I would be
1: cool, wouldn't it? Though
2: <laughs> it would be. I mean, there's some impressive stuff out there in that realm. It'll be interesting to see how that how that kind of
1: expands over the next decade or so. Yeah, I took a class a couple of years ago that was. Really, the, the class itself was kind of virtual reality, although it was long ago enough that it wasn't up to speed where where things are today. But literally, you attended this class and it was like walking into this classroom uh, in Boston there at MIT. Uh, and I'm sitting here at my desk in, in Indianapolis and I have an avatar that walks in and you participate and talk to people next. It's an amazing experience. But We'll have to play around with that in the future. Otto, I'd like to bring you in on this concept of body language and what the future may bring. What are your thoughts on uh, where this might be going?
0: First, uh, I think that um, technology has got a huge task to accomplish, uh, which is uh, get up to speed with uh, Mm -hmm. human evolution, right? So we've been... We've been in this uh, land or in this earth for for millions of years at this point and and we're designed for human interaction, correct? And technology is trying to bridge the gaps uh, so that we can communicate better. Uh, I don't think we're there yet and uh, maybe we won't ever be, but uh, where I think technology is going to help us is to bring more insights into the way that we communicate. You know, for instance, uh, having a meeting assistant helping us with Mm -hmm. uh, the meeting notes, Um, uh, trying to get uh, a gauge on uh, engagement. So maybe uh, technology uh, or uh, AI, artificial uh, intelligence being incorporated in meetings can detect how engaged uh, the participants are and then get a report for the presenter so the presenter knows if uh, they need to, to do something different with that uh, with that presentation uh, and like matt said i mean as far as a video i mean both languages is, is very important uh i think there's gotta be a combination with you know real human interaction to foster more creativity in the workplace uh, more uh, innovation so I, I think that you know a, a combination is what i'm seeing more as as opposed to, you know, fully leveraging the technology, which, you know, is making great progress. But I think that human interaction is still needed
1: I like uh, what you were saying there about the engagement, but it, also it's like it's going to bust a lot of people for multitasking during meetings. <laughs> Correct. Well, I right. mean that's
2: that's a big problem too. Exactly. Doing, I mean, how many times have you been in a meeting, asked somebody something, and they said, "Hey, can you say that? Repeat that?" I, I wasn't yeah. quite paying attention. I mean, it happens all the time. So, how yeah. how engaged are people really in the yeah. conversation yeah. when they've got all this other stuff in front of them? So that's that's that, certainly that's a right. challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had that happen in live meetings though, too. So. <laughs> well, sure.
0: Nobody's ever going to be uh, perfectly engaged at all yeah. times. Right. It's things that uh, maybe humans cannot uh, pick up uh, deterministically, yeah. right? So like the sentiment, like you, I may be talking to you, but I cannot quite pick what you're, the, what the yeah. sentiment of what you're saying is about. So, that's where technology is a little more uh, black and white and can, can give yeah. you a little yeah. more insight. Yeah.
2: You know, an interesting thought on this is, uh, you know, people often are distracted and multitasking on, on, on the uh, meetings, but the ability to record the meeting, which we, which we have in front of us, and then play it back afterwards and maybe kind of listen to it at certain places of it over again, things you might have missed or just kind of wanted to hear again is a, is a very useful tool as well yeah. to have at our disposal.
1: Yeah, asynchronous versus synchronous uh, communication. That's again, that's one of the beauties of the technology. Another thing that seems to come up when you talk about hybrid work or remote work is the uh, the concept of water cooler conversations. Right, those random conversations that you have uh, passing someone in a hallway at the office or around the coffee pot, wherever it is. Have you seen? companies or technology that is trying to provide those water cooler moments in any way? Remotely, you're saying? I- yeah, yeah. If uh, if I'm working from home, how do I have those water cooler moments with my coworkers? I think uh, one of the companies that was at this event yesterday, they talked about, they actually put a camera and microphone near the coffee machine you can connect to that view, right? From, uh, from your home. And if Otto's getting a cup of coffee, I can say, Hey Otto, how you doing? That to me seemed a little (laughs) creepy.
0: (laughs) Sounds unnatural to me. Yeah. I don't
1: know if I'd get as many cups of coffee if that was going
0: on.
2: (laughs)
1: That's right. That's right.
2: I've, I've seen kind of like, you know, social or or happy hour type of, uh, type of gatherings Mm -hmm. over zoom or whatever. So, but it's really not with, with, there's no set agenda, right? Yeah, the yeah. agenda is just to socialize and talk and chit chat and and do that kind of stuff. So I think that that might be you know a tool that's useful. But oftentimes, you know, when there's a little bit more time, the casual conversation in the beginning or the end of a meeting is, yeah. is very helpful to the overall kind of you know conversation and even some things that might be off topic that you've been itching to find out or get a hold of somebody about, and, and there they are in front of you, and you wanted to kind of just ping it past them. Um, so I, mean, I just want to add here that I think that while we might be missing a few water cooler moments, so to speak, um, there's there's also the flip side of that is that we we're gaining we might be gaining uh, work life balance at home because yeah,
1: yeah you
2: know you don't have as much to do at night and on the weekends because you're able to do that during the day a little bit and I, th- I think yeah. that helps kind of people's happiness as well to a certain extent. That's a great
1: point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Otto, you've been on the program before. Matt, this is your first time. We love to end with a clear call to action for our listeners. We want them to walk away with one or two things that they can take action on almost immediately. So, Otto, I'm going to start with you and put you on the spot and just ask, what are a couple of things that our listeners should do tomorrow because they listen to our conversation today?
0: I think one of one of the things is understanding that uh, the technology at this point in time like you said it's just not going to replace that human interaction it's uh, wired into our brains when I went to the office uh, a few months ago I mean the experience was completely different I mean I felt uh, I felt you know revived even though I, I was having a lot of virtual meetings and a lot of video meetings so don't think at this point in time that uh, the technology is, or the technology you have available at hand is necessarily going to replace Mm -hmm. that. So I would say, you know, mix and match. If you have the ability to do that, to pivot between your office and uh, your home office, and uh, I think that will make you feel better, you know, overall. Uh, Another call of action is if your company doesn't have the right tools for you, be vocal, be vocal, ask for what you need. And, you know, is at that point in time, is on the company to provide you with those tools. That's great advice. And
1: uh, I would say that, man, yesterday going to that in-person conference, people were just happy to see people face-to-face. And, and there was these strange interactions where people were meeting face-to-face for the very first time, but they'd been on video. So they kind of recognized each other, but but not really. So that was kind of interesting as well. So Matt, same question for you. What are one or two things our listeners should think about or do tomorrow because they listened to our conversation today?
2: Yeah, I mean I echo what Otto said for the most part and I, I think that I'd add that uh you know be aware of tool fatigue, right? I mean oh, yeah. it, it's easy to to say oh I've got all these great tools at my disposal and and uh, but you know too many tools is is actually maybe not such a good thing. You got to keep it simple and not have uh, a bunch of them all pinging you at the same time because you know how that yeah. fatigued that gets. So, you know, hopefully organizations out there can try to pick uh, solutions that are cohesive and kind of simple as opposed to picking yeah. five different vendors to package together their own solution. You know, try to find a, a solution that includes everything all in one spot and, and keeps the user experience simple and engaging.
1: That's great advice. And I'll just add to that. I think we also have to give our employees permission to unplug from time to time. Because you're right, that, that fatigue does come in. Matt, Otto, I really want to thank you for joining us today on this program. It's been a great conversation and I really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, Visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. We'll be sure and uh, provide links to those prior episodes that I mentioned at the beginning that Otto was on on collaboration, because I think it provides an interesting context to this conversation. This is Jeff Tun for Otto Sanchez and Matt Campbell. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn,
0: or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.